0: Welcome to Circonomy, the Connecticut Economic Resource Center's podcast, where we share insights into strategies, initiatives, and programs to help grow and support Connecticut's economy. Circ offers a complete range of services and assistance to build your local economy, make informed decisions, find location opportunities, and grow businesses. Learn more about Circ Cirque at Circ.com. That's C E R C.com. Good morning. This is Courtney Hendrickson, Vice President of Municipal Services at CERC, Connecticut Economic Resource Center. And we welcome you to our current podcast. And we have a guest today, Karen Pollard, who is the Economic Development Director in the town of New Milford, Connecticut. Hi, Karen. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Great to see you. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation that is a continuation of a conversation that we had last week In Indianapolis at the International Economic Development Conference. It was a great meeting, and we were lucky enough to present on Wednesday, the last day of the meeting, to a crowd of about 50 people from all over the country and actually even Canadians and Brits as well. So, we talked specifically about streamlining the land use regulatory process, a topic that we talk a lot about with our towns and cities in Connecticut. And Karen's a great example of this. So, we're gonna talk quite a bit with her today about how they're doing this on the ground in New Milford. Before we get into that, I'm gonna give you a very brief overview of the material that we shared at IEDC, and then we're gonna get into Karen's great case study. So we're talking about streamlining, and another way of looking at that is to say, how did the local land use policy incentivize and streamline economic development projects? Because developers and applicants really look uh, fondly upon the towns and cities that are streamlined, that have their act together, and that are able to get development up and running very quickly. So permitting, as we all know, is a critical mission for our local governments. And we're especially right now with election season happening in Connecticut, we're often hearing how our candidates are going to fix this in the community because it's often a source of complaints to elected officials. It really gets to the reputation of the municipality, whether they're business friendly, whether they're streamlined, again, for those developments and applicants that want to build and see growth and development in the community. So what we always say is that the regulatory process needs to be predictable and consistent. So what that basically means is that an applicant needs to know on the front end exactly what to expect. What are the fees going to be? What are the meetings that are going to be required? What are they going to be expected to deliver at those meetings? Basically everything about the process upfront and understanding of it so that time is money, right, in development so that they're able To understand completely what the process is going to be, and thus get a development up and going quicker. So we're helping towns and cities make sure that they are the quickest ones around. So there's a lot of barriers to improving permitting, and we're not going to get into all of that today. But essentially, we talked through at the conference the principles of how you streamline the process. It starts with reviewing the zoning regulations, Are there inconsistencies? Is it outdated? Are there places where it contradicts itself? Many of our towns and cities in Connecticut say, yes, this is a real issue for them. Can you help us? And we do at CERC help many of our towns and cities with that, as well as just then streamlining the process itself. So understanding the process, uh, publishing the process. Does that look like a flow chart? Does that look like a checklist, FAQs, all that kind of thing? Just making the process easier and we're talking quite a bit about how they can do that through their boards and commissions as well so cutting down on the meetings that don't aren't required but making sure that the meetings that are required are in the order that the applicant would actually need to go to them so that they can get their development going in a month or maybe 2 months max as opposed to maybe 3 or 4 or 6 months in towns where the board meeting schedule just doesn't make sense to where an applicant needs to go to get their permit we're encouraging communication between those boards and commissions we're asking the applicants to come in and talk to staff first because that's a lot of where they can say this isn't really going to work or let's tweak it in this way so that you have a successful time when you come to ultimately the planning and zoning commission so that it is going to be a success not only for the developer but also for the staff person frankly And the board itself, they all want to see a success and a win. And in this way that they have met with staff first and really understood the process and done what they need to do before the meeting, that's going to make it all that much more streamlined. So we got into a lot of specifics that we're not going to get into today about how you can organize your town staff to make this easier. How do you train your staff and make sure that they're properly trained, not only in customer service, but even in this these processes to again make it easier and who has what role and who has what accountability built into their job description so that everything is running smoothly. And then we're essentially just reinforcing that communication that happens between the applicant, the staff, and the board, especially in those times where uh, an applicant has met with staff, they maybe even submitted an application and they have to go back and make revisions. Is that where the process slows down, for example? And a lot of times that is the case and that's okay, but it's something that you wanna make sure your community understands. This isn't us staff holding this up. This is actually the applicant time to make revisions and they haven't come back to us. So it's all those kinds of things to provide touch points, but clarify, communicate, and have, make sure that everyone is on the same page. So with that, we had Karen talk about her example in New Milford. And I'm going to actually, Karen, let you just describe, because you did it so well at Indianapolis, um, You know exactly what you all are doing in New Milford. And then maybe we can just have a Q&A together about some of the things that you're experiencing there.
1: Thank you, Courtney. And um, it was very exciting to present at IEDC, and I'm happy to um, share that information again. Uh, I have worked in multiple regulatory environments, starting in, uh, in economic development in New York, then Minnesota, then New Hampshire. And for the last six months, I've been in New Milford, Connecticut. And right in the interview process, we talked about Um, And it's in my job description, actually, to set a goal that we're going to reduce the approval process time by 20 percent. And that's uh, it's great to have a goal like that. The challenge was nobody really could identify how long that was going to take, how long the process currently was or what the process was and being able to map it. So really, right from the first day, I was looking at creating a timeline to follow all of our projects through the review and approval process. Um, We do have a development services team, which is a pre-application meeting. It's held every Tuesday morning at 9.30, Applicants or pre-applicants can come in and talk to all of the land use department heads and staff uh, about their project, and we are able to give them advice. Uh, Again, it's not binding because it's many times a pre-application step. Um, After four weeks in my position, I was put in charge of that development services team as well as a separate land use task force. The land use task force was assigned to implement changes in process and policies as necessary. Uh, Secondly, to transition to a 100% online permit system, which is critical to streamlining any process you're gonna have is to be able to get it as transparent as possible, not only for yourselves, but for the public. And then third, to complete the best practices in land use and economic development application, which we did complete on September 15th. So three major things that that land use task force uh, is designed to do separate and apart from the development services team. Um, So, uh, again, that development services team, this is a voluntary discussion, but it's really enabled all of our staff to be on the same page when it comes to development and uh, what it is we want to uh, do, what our community's reputation is about, uh, is to be very pro-business, but also that we are the experts in the regulatory process so that we understand and can work with the regulations that are there in Connecticut. Um, for example, we have um, stormwater regulations, we have a lot of public hearings as part of the process, and really the staff are positioned well to um, to support development as it moves through all these steps.
0: Karen, um, when you came in and you asked the staff to come together on the development services team as a regular process, Had they done that before you came? And if not, was there any resistance by any staff? And if so, how did you overcome that? Uh, They did previously
1: have this role. However, very few applicants went through it. It's a voluntary process. And many um, applicants felt that they could get through the process without this extra. They were considering it an extra step. Uh, But really, it sets the whole project up for success. So as we have continued to work together, no matter where the applicant hits in the process, whether they go to the building department first or whether they go to zoning first, the attitude now is we can better serve you if we do this step. Um, And so we have actually had applicants almost every week for the last two months uh, when I first arrived, we were meeting with an applicant perhaps once a month. So the attitude of the staff has really changed that that this is a helpful step. And so the recommendation is, of course, to, to set up a meeting with, with me for the whole group, and we'll talk about the project all together. And it actually saves time in the end because we're all on the same page right from the beginning.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And I had started something similar in the town of Enfield when I was there. And one of the things I found most valuable about the process, believe it or not, was just the staff talking with each other, even though the applicant was there. And we were you know, obviously there to deal with the application. Sometimes if the staff had a confusion or there was a lack of clarity or even a disagreement on something, It was helpful, certainly for me as their manager, too, to to hear them kind of come to clarity together on something, be able to compromise, be able to say, this is how it's going to go, and obviously give clarity to the applicant, too. But certainly for future, then they had some staff-to-staff clarity as well. So thanks for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about VIEW permit or an online permitting system. I'm not sure which one you're going with. I know I've used ViewPermit in the past, but tell us a little bit about what it does and why we would want as towns and cities across Connecticut to look into that.
1: Well, ViewPermit is the software that the town of New Milford has decided to go with. And right now we're in the process of going from uh, the the, um, server, server version to the cloud version, which is going to enable us to have many more users Uh, than the original um, program that the community went with. They started it in the building permit area, and now we're going to institute it uh, in every department, public works, health department, not just zoning, not just sewer, things like that. So we're really going to get 100% of all of our permits into this view permit software. And and it does a couple of really important things. One is it makes it visible to all the staff uh, who who are users on the system where any project is at a given time, who's looked at it, what the uh, documents are that are related to that project. Um, And so we can see very transparently where everything is in the system and who's waiting for what. Secondly, so can the public. They can uh, create a username, there's no cost to do so, and they can look at any project, you know, past or current that's in the system uh, to see what's um, what the documents are, what's been discussed, um, if there's been a public hearing. Uh, so it makes it a tool for staff and for the public to be observant of what's going on in their community. Um, So they don't have to come to town hall and go request a file, make copies for 25 cents a piece, you know, all the, and then it's, it's very disruptive to a business day to continually be, um, pulling files and looking up things. And of course people have questions, which we want to answer. Uh, but this way, if they can look at the files from the comfort of their home, whether it's a weekend or a weeknight, uh, they can do so. And if they still
0: have questions, then they can call us. Or and it in. certainly cuts down on that desk traffic as well, I would guess. So the staff is Absolutely. freed up to do some other things as well. Yeah. If they're doing things from home.
1: And we used the same uh, view permit in New Hampshire when I was there. So this is a very um, user-friendly type of program. And uh, in New Hampshire, we had been using it for 10 years already and really found it to be amazingly helpful. And it cuts down a
0: huge amount on desk traffic, as you said. So it makes us more efficient. Absolutely. I'll tell you a funny story. I had used View Permit, I brought it into Enfield as well when I was heading up their development services team. And I did something as simple as put a computer kiosk out front of the land use office. And so when they had questions that they could solve using View Permit, I just asked the desktop to. Politely escort them to the kiosk and again save. I mean, they already had come to town hall and they wanted their questions answered. Of course, we were going to give them great service, but they could answer a lot of those questions just by logging in and using that view permit tool and still cut down on that staff uh, desk traffic. So that was kind of a funny way to do it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about boards and commissions, your land use boards and commissions, and how are they responding to this streamlining effort in New Milford? How have they been involved, if at all quite yet, or, you know, how are they helping you? Or are they hindering? How, how is that going?
1: That's going really well. And we just had a land use task force meeting on, uh, Friday last week where we agreed that we're going to bring all of our land use boards and commissions together, uh, in December for a thank you to uh, because being on a land use board work commission is a lot of work through the course of the year. It's a lot of homework. You have to drive around to all the sites. Uh, you really end up knowing your community uh, and its land very well. So uh, we're going to have a thank you event for these folks and we're going to have a discussion about economic development and what we are looking for in the future. So that's going to be a great conversation. It's going to be somewhat casual, but we do have to notice it because it's going to be a quorum of all these different groups. Uh, So, uh, But we are anticipating that we're going to get a great turnout because this is an important issue for the town. And uh, everybody does have a role to play in their group. So we want to get everyone together and have that conversation uh, in December. Like I said, that'll be getting everyone started on their new terms.
0: I love that. I think that's a great way to do it. And actually, it leads into my last question, which was, do you have community-wide buy-in for this streamlining effort? Do people know about it? Are you marketing your successes? Are you even there yet? Or is that a part of the plan? And I think this December meeting sounds like that might be part of it.
1: Well, the December meeting is definitely part of it. Uh, Right now, most of our efforts have been internal. So, for example, getting all the forms and data into the view permit system and doing the streamlining internally. Uh, Next, we're going to be looking at giving more authority to staff so that's going to require some education both at the board and commission level and at the public level because um that is going to streamline further uh what is happening in town it doesn't mean we're going to be necessarily changing what the rules are we're just changing how we're going to be going through the process and there's no reason staff can't be more, um, have more authority rather than sending everything to a board and commission. One of the things we've had already in the past six months is our agendas for these boards and commissions were so full, people were getting bumped to a later meeting than what they originally would have been eligible for because the agenda was already full. So that's that's where we can educate the boards and commissions to say, you know, your time is really valuable. We can have staff do basic approvals and you can deal with the heavier subjects that you should be dealing with. And uh, so that's going to, we feel further streamline the process, but we're gonna talk about that in December and probably for several months after that while we look at our um, process rules.
0: Karen, I'm, I am I want to give you congratulations for everything you've been able to do in a very short amount of time here. I mean, in six months, you're already well on your way to this streamlining effort. And I think that's just awesome. And it serves as a great role model for other Connecticut towns and cities. So we feel so grateful to have you here. I know you've been in other New England states, but we love that you're in Connecticut helping to lead the way here and we'll be talking with you quite a bit more as this evolves to help again to help all of our communities be the best that they can be to welcome the kinds of businesses that they want in their town to help them expand the kinds of businesses that already are doing great in their communities so kudos and thank you so much for this conversation thank you courtney thanks for listening to circonomy and be sure to visit circ.com to join the conversation access the show notes and discover bonus content until next time.